Hello friends and folks, and welcome back to Neutral Game, your newbie-friendly fighting game podcast. You haven't heard as much of us recently, because 2020 has been uh, a fight. That's that's a way to phrase it that's in tone with our, line with our tone. Ooh. Uh, I'm Six Datmar from Scanline Media. Uh, and I'm Rudo Kovacevic, a.k.a. Real Soviet Bear. There you go, you got it. Every time you're like, "What's wait? What's my what's my callback? What's my what's my response to this one?" Uh, I've um, ju- I've just relinquished all branding and capitalist opportunities. I'm just my own person now. As uh, as the dog from Metal Gear Rising would say, "I'm my own master now." I'm my own brand now. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Mia what brings us here today on this on this most eventful of of Sunday mornings? Okay, so for th- me, it's an evening for you. Yeah, so this this is all my fault. Um, uh, I we never so we haven't covered Street Fighter Five specifically because I think ever since we started this, you didn't like Street Fighter and I didn't like Street Fighter, and we both bounced hard from Street Fighter Five. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we had a lot of backhanded comments on Street Fighter Five throughout other episodes. Um, but uh, people in my Discord were like, "Hey, let's let's play Street Fighter," and I was like, "You know what? Why not? It's I don't have it on PC. I got it on PC with a Champion Edition. I didn't have to unlock uh, all the things, so I figured I'd try it." And I this is the third time I've tried to play Street Fighter Five, and this is the only time I've been kind of getting it so i figured it might have been a good opportunity to talk about it now that i've that i have at least some context of the game Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely i mean it's a it's an important game in in the genre and in the scene um because i feel like it has a lot of like i mean you know street fighter is a is a big name if you look at the history of the street fighter series i mean you know two street fighter 2 is kind of the game that like defined what modern fighting games are, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I whenever whenever we're talking about Street Fighter, I always recommend people check out an article on um, Hardcore Gaming One Hundred and One called "Pre uh, Street Fighter Two Fighting Games" because it's very interesting to see how close uh, like SNK got to actually nailing down the formula and the format uh, mm-hmm. before Street Fighter Two. Uh, and how close Capcom was with Street Fighter One, but then just Street Fighter One, Street Fighter Two was just the one that nailed it all down, all the like main things um, that would then like be prevalent for the genre, and you know the genres, the genre basically now is for most part the Street Fighter Two formula. It's it's very rare to have uh, big fighting games that don't play like it. We've only seen, like aside from Smash style games, we've only recently seen. This kind of action melee fighter thing, like For Honor, for example, and you mm-hmm. know there was Blade Symphony some time ago. Like these things that are kind of um, somewhere between a fighting game and like a regular action game. But other than that, it's mm-hmm. mostly just been Street Fighter. And there's definitely, I mean, I think there's some degree to which you could argue a lot of the 3D fighters, like Virtua Fighter, Tekken, DOA, Soul Calibur are doing their own thing, but if you look at them, they're clearly using that Street Fighter II foundation. They're just taking it in a rather different direction. Yeah, I, I'd say, um, like, with 3D fighters, they like they play much differently than a standard 2D fighter, but I think it's fair to say that even they have the basis of one, one versus one, uh, you have uh, a health meter, you have a timer, 
Uh, and, you know, everything on top of that is just bells and whistles as far as I'm concerned. Like, Street Fighter 2 didn't have super meters, but, you know, it doesn't matter. You wouldn't say that some, like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't say that a fighting game that has everything the same as Street Fighter and also a super meter is something, like, super revolutionary. It's a it's a big mechanic, but mm-hmm. it's still mostly the Street Fighter setup. Right. Right. Um, and then you got, uh, you know, you got the Alpha series. Um, we covered Alpha 3 previously on this podcast. Um, those games were interesting, and I think they added some ideas, like, you know, like the Alpha Counter, that ended up adding to our our conception of, of fighting games. But overall, Alpha wasn't that big of a, like, it was, it was, you know, not, it was big in the moment, but I don't feel like it made any big changes in how the genre uh, has been seen. I, I think I... Um... I can't remember where I uh, heard this. It was in one of the, you know, many online fighting game content creators, and that was something I just heard, like, years ago. But for a long time, people, at least in the U.S., didn't really know how to play, you know, the Street Fighter 3 games, like, the stuff after Street Fighter 2. They were kind of like... Like, they were trying to play, like, Street Fighter 2, and it just, you know, the new mechanics, the new systems, and stuff like that wasn't clicking. And it wasn't until... Um, you know, the West Coast started getting players from Japan visiting now and then and them showing how you're actually meant to be playing this. That You know, people, it actually clicked with the people, but it didn't click, you know, with the general consumer base. It was more just like, you know, oh, the FGC there figured out how you're actually meant to be playing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Street Fighter 3 with, you know, like Third Strike and all that. And that, I feel like, Third Strike's game, or place in the in the fighting game world is kind of... And are you tell me if this is wrong. My conception is sort of that it is a game that added a layer of like not mysticism, right? But like when you watched good Street Fighter Two play, right? Like it was good, but it wasn't like it was just like okay, these people are good at this game. But Third Strike, with a lot of its mechanics and like especially the parry, it became more obvious watching the divide between like a pro and like a regular player and to me it as a as a as a younger person it started to make like pro fighting games make more sense to me i i think it was definitely a step up in terms of um like like systems and execution and just like this divide between you know somebody just mashing and somebody knowing how to play the game uh but i think in terms of and this, this is just my observation from you know growing up um and my local like scene and stuff but um like, Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat uh, 2 and 3, they were kind of, like, this very easy-to-figure-out thing. And the cool things, the cool stuff to do in Mortal Kombat wasn't really, you know, the combos, because the combos had their own command-line inputs. Like, you didn't have to figure out combos like you did in Street Fighter. But then, with the PlayStation era, uh, and, you know, when you started getting, like, more complex uh, Street Fighter games, like, like Alpha and, like, 3, uh, I don't mm-hmm. think that clicked with people. Uh, and the people who kind of played Street Fighter 2, uh, like, quote-unquote seriously, like, you know, the, the serious casual players were, you know, I'm a hotshot in my area type of deal. Sure. Um, I think they moved to Tekken because Tekken had that very basic uh, feedback we talked about uh, in the past. Because, like, you could just press buttons and it would look cool because there weren't any super complex underlying systems on it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, I think it's also kind of why I haven't really like seen or heard people talk or play much of Street Fighter between Street Fighter Two and Street Fighter Four. Street Fighter Four was the 
you know, next big one where everybody decided, oh, I'm now getting in. But also that was in the internet era where uh, sharing knowledge was much easier than, mm-hmm. you know, the, the uh, PS1 era. It's interesting because I think chronologically, I agree with you, but as far as, like, game... I don't know. What what happened, in at least in my circles, was that after Street Fighter Four came out, which um, we'll talk about in a moment, um, then they released the, uh, the Third Strike Online Edition, and a lot of people in my circles, from, like, the more hardcore to the casual, were like, well, I had fun with Four, let me try out Three, and we're like, oh, Three is amazing. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked Three. Um, uh, to this day, I have, like, friends who are fairly casual about fighting games, but, like, they they talk about, they, they you know, I'll mention some fighting game news here or there, and they'll be like, man, I missed Third Strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so. I, I do wonder how many people jumped into Third Strike after the, um, uh, the re-release remaster, whatever you want to call it, uh, came on PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know, like, on, on my example, that I sometimes go back to old fighting games and go like, oh, this is actually kind of cool, where, like, I played it as a kid, and I played it a lot as a kid, but, like, a lot of it didn't click. So, like, for example, for mm-hmm. Bloody Roar, a lot, of, a lot of it didn't click when I was a kid. I was just, like, you know, messing around. But now when I go back to it, I can kind of go, like, oh, this is actually a really interesting system, and I kind of get what these characters are meant to be doing and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I definitely think that there was this period of, like big complexity and uh, where it was very hard to share knowledge, at least like in my environment, because the knowledge shared was basically either through magazines and uh, or people like like in your vicinity. And, you know, magazines are going to print out combo or character guides for fighting games. They're going to print out like a move list for Mortal Kombat characters or Street Fighter characters. And then when uh, like uh, home version started uh, releasing with their own move list, uh, in within the game, through the pause menu, then that became redundant. So mm-hmm. whatever you really learned about uh, a fighting game uh, came down to what you figured out with your friends until uh, you know mid two thousands when uh, like internet access was uh, more readily available and then people could actually you know watch videos, read guides, and kind of figure out what you're actually be meant meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, I think my my story as like a, a like a, a more serious fighting game person begins with Street Fighter Four, um, specifically for me with Super Street Fighter Four. But um, more generally for the community, uh, Four was a game that after at three came out during sort of like what you know the the down period for fighting games, sort of the decline where things got oversaturated and people started to drift away from the genre, um, and Four. Marks sort of uh, yeah the beginning of a revival of of the genre coming back in a real way, um, and I think to this day is still a pretty beloved game. Yeah, I, I think four is um, responsible for fighting games uh, coming back as big as they are now. Like I feel mm-hmm. if it wasn't for four, we would still uh, like it's it's still a niche genre, but I think it would be even more um, niche than it is now. Um, like, I, I specifically know that Mortal Kombat 9 um, went from, th- you know, the previous 3D versions to 2.5D, uh, specifically because they, they cited uh, Street Fighter 4's success. Mm-hmm. 
because they were like, oh, we didn't realize people actually wanted 2D fighters. Uh, we thought it was just like 3D. And, you know, Mortal Kombat is one of the most mainstream fighting games. So when they uh, did that and got even bigger because of it, that, you know, pulled up the genre. But I think you can kind of follow the timeline and say like, yep, this is this mostly is because of Street Fighter 4. Yeah, and then also, I mean, like, I think there's a degree to which the, the I you know, I know there was a competitive, like, scene around, like, Mortal Kombat, Armageddon, and Deadly Alliance in those games back then, but it was really pretty damn small, um, and I think part of the reason 9 got the, got the play it did in competitive scenes is because Street Fighter 4 expanded the pro scene, you yeah. know, people started knowing the names of, of players like Daigo, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and we don't need to talk about Street Fighter Cross Tekken, though it's a fascinating game, but its place in this timeline is a little weird. Um, and so let's move on to Street Fighter V. Um, Street Fighter V came out as a very weird launch. Like, they were, the, the director and stuff were very upfront being like, we're very sorry, this game is not done, basically, is what they said. Um, they, uh... Ono uh, said, we know we didn't put out a complete product. Um, Wasn't it something like they called it the tournament edition because they were like, we're releasing this game so people can play it before Evo, but it's like the tournament edition. It's not the uh, full game and the full game stuff will be later, but you know, most people either didn't catch on to that or didn't care, so they bought the retail game despite the warning and they were like, oh, this is missing. No, story I don't remember there. I don't remember there being a warning. Maybe there was, and I didn't. I didn't notice it. But definitely, I mean, like it was very clear, at least from timing and stuff, that they were putting it out so people would have time to play it before Evo. That yeah. was pretty clear. Yeah, I think there. I think I, there wasn't like an official warning. Like you wouldn't go and buy the game, and there's a sticker like warning only buy mm-hmm. like buy before this date only if you want to participate in Evo or something. Uh, it was more mm-hmm. like warning people in interviews or um, news articles and something like that, which, you know, your players aren't gun- aren't expected to be up to date on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it had, had this weird launch where it was missing a lot of, it, like, it had, its story mode was very, very weird and janky. It had, um basically no tutorials like it had it had the just the the most bare bones of like here's how you walk back and forth it was very useless um and it was having netcode issues and it was buggy and the graphics were kind of freaking out it was a very rough launch i think yeah no definitely i remember it's it's a launcher was so bad that i think it still haunts the game now Mm mm-hmm um, and another one of the things that does still haunt the game, actually, is that um, at that at the launch, the netcode was a disaster, right? And people, you know, people were like, "Well, it's okay. They're gonna, you know, they're working on the game. They'll work on that." And they worked on a lot of elements of the game. And in theory, they've worked on the netcode. I have not had at all a better experience. I did not have a better experience yesterday with a friend in the United States versus. Uh, like when the game first came out, I don't think the netcode has, for for my experience, improved at all. So what I've been told, and this is just what I've heard secondhand from people playing the game, they did something that uh, fixed the netcode for 
if you're playing with people that are not like close to you, but within like you know a reasonable distance, the mm-hmm. netcode is better. But for people you had like really bad connection with, it's worse. And then if you're playing cross-platform, it's just like you know a roll of the yeah. it's, it's like Russian roulette with five bullets in. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we were playing cross-platform, so it was a disaster. Um, but we'll talk more about netcode stuff later because it's a little little quick to get into that. Um, so they started working on improving the game. They released a big story mode DLC. They did seasons of of new fighters, and then they did arcade edition, and then uh, champion edition was the last. And they have announced they have one more season to come of characters. Yeah, and the champion edition uh, is basic. So, so this is the part that's kind of weird to me, where they um release like seasons where it's like you buy this now and it's much cheaper than it was before and you get all the characters but like if you wanna if you have it's only like useful if you haven't unlocked all of the characters and if you've unlocked let's say half of the locked characters it feels kind of like a money waste mm-hmm. yeah i was i was i was on the borderline where it was it was the right call for me but only barely financially because i had unlocked some stuff along the way um yeah you know it's it's the the way they rolled this stuff out because the other thing to note is that the characters this game kind of has a um like it, it's it's a paid game that has a lot of free to play ideas in it in weird ways um including the fact that as you play through various means you can earn uh the paid currency fight money um which you can use to buy costumes or new characters yeah it's uh it seems very balanced in this it seems balanced in the sense of if you play a lot of street fighter you'll unlock probably all of the characters if you don't play any of the characters or you don't play street fighter that often you'll have to probably buy them but if you play like some street fighter and then take a break and then some street fighter and take a break you'll maybe unlock a few characters or something like that um mm-hmm. which is really frustrating because at least for me, I uh, so I played through the story mode when launched because that gave you a lot of uh, fight money. So I played through that, uh, and I was like, okay, I can buy one character now. Uh, I read up on the characters. I can't try them, so I'm gonna just go with Akuma and try Akuma. And I tried, bought him, tried him. It's like, oh, I hate this. Well, that that's all my money wasted. Yep, gone. Um, yeah. There's there's some there's some missteps along that front, and I wonder um, I don't know I wonder how they feel about how those those little experiments with. But enough about that. Let's talk about the actual mechanics of this fighting game. Um, I think in a lot of ways this game resembles Street Fighter Four as far as its base systems, um, but there are definitely some unique spins on it they've done for this one, and I feel feel like foremost among it is the series of V-systems. Uh, the V-skill, the V-trigger, and the V-reversal. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's the, that's the core thing that differentiates it, where I think in the previous game, like, you uh, you uh, picked your, like, ultra special uh, mm-hmm. before the match, like, between 1, 2, and I think, like, later you could pick, like, both or a third one. In Street Fighter Four, yeah, yeah, you could you could pick um, so you could pick one or two, and then you could pick a double where you had access to both, but they did less damage. Yeah, um, so so this one they kind of expanded that to give each character uh, a special move 
a uh, separate benefit from like a meter, like a meter move from the V meter, and yeah, the reversal, which is basically just uh, you spend that meter uh, that you use for the V trigger uh, to instead uh, break the opponent's combo while blocking it, I believe. Yeah, it's an alpha counter. Yeah. Um. So, uh, V skill is. It's, I feel like V skill and V trigger do um define this game a lot, but and it's for some characters a lot less than you'd expect. Um, basically, uh, on on your your mediums, you press medium punch and medium kick at the same time, and you get your V skill. Uh, each character has two now, and there are a variety of things. Right, you've got Ryu where it's like a parry. And a different parry. A parry with a follow-up, um, I believe. Yeah. Um, which you can block. It's really bad. Um, you can like you can be parried and then just block the follow-up for most moves. Um, you've got like characters where it's like it like uh, Alex will like stretch and like power up his next uh, his next command throw, or uh, you can like um, Zangief can like charge up and gain armor. Um, it's a variety of it's a variety of abilities that uh, are usually are designed to sort of enable the character's game plan a little more. Um, then you've got the V trigger, which once the gauge fills up, you can hit that and it sends them into uh, usually a temporary powered up state. Nikali's is permanent, but everybody else is temporary, um, and it gives them access to an extra move usually and sometimes extra move properties. Um, example is with Ryu, you get the uh, Denjin uh hadokens and so all your you can charge your uh hadokens and they're they get extra hits and they can uh guard break if you charge them up yeah um i know for lucia it's the two uh v triggers are um one just gives you ex moves on ex versions of some moves um mm -hmm. and the other is uh you get access to a nightstick that just replaces some of your moves mm-hmm um, or a, another, like, a character that I have experimented with a fair bit, and I will want to talk about later, um, is with Seth, um, you've got two, and they're very different, where one of them allows you to do, like, special follow-ups to all of your specials, um, so, like, you do a DP, and then there's a follow-up where you, like, drill them back to the ground, um, or the other one where you, like, throw out a projectile, and it's sort of like a sustained projectile that you can move around to apply pressure. Yeah. Um and then yeah, V V reversal, um which I feel like is is interesting because you do see it a decent amount in pro play, but also there it's a mechanic that some characters use a lot more than others. Um obviously depending on how momentum dependent your character is. Um it feels like you maybe once a match you'll see it from like a Ryu, but like uh Armikas will pop it basically every chance they get. Um so I feel like it's it's fairly well incorporated in the fact that I feel like a lot of games that have like the alpha counter, like the guard counter kind of mechanics, they don't get used very much. But in Street Fighter V, they are they are definitely very very often uh, used. Um, yeah, it's usually also a very advanced mechanic. Like you need a while to learn how to use it. Like even in, um, in Guilty Gear, uh, their alpha counter is called uh, Dead Angle, and that's that's usually one of the last things people uh, start learning how to incorporate in their game plan. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly because it's just like an advanced technique and it can be punished. Um, mm -hmm. 
But I, I think overall the V skill and the V trigger, um, aside from the like some character examples, are usually, um, oh this one's good and this one's trash, or this one's trash and this one's okay. Um, a lot like ignoring those examples, I think it's much easier to uh, grasp. And even though it uh, makes a character like 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 play differently. You know, if I'm fighting, I don't know, a Ryu with, you know, V-Trigger 1 or V-Trigger 2, I generally know what I'm up against. Um, but, for example, in Mortal Kombat X, they had this, uh, I think, three loadouts per character, uh, which changed, also changed some of, like, their move properties, but it's changed some stuff so drastically that I recall just being overwhelmed, where I didn't just have to learn matchups, I need I need to learn matchup versus specific variants to just be able to wrap my head around it um and i felt that yeah. was too much i think here it's kind of as deep as it should be yeah i think yeah, i definitely have uh problems with like some specific uses of it but overall i think it's definitely a very good system and i appreciate it um we have a a three-sectioned ex meter slash super meter um which you use for ex moose and super moose as you might guess um there's a stun bar. Um, the combo mechanics, I would say, are similar to Street Fighter 4, but are maybe a little more harsh as far as, um, like, it's like a juggle system where sometimes you just can't juggle. Um, the game will just decide, like, nope, not this time. Um, and there's no visual cue or anything. Yeah, I can't figure it out. Like, this this has probably been the hardest part for me learning Street Fighter 5 is learning how links and combos work, because I cannot for a life of me figure out uh what's comboing and what isn't uh compared to uh anime fighters that usually play or like even you know tekken um mm. it's, yeah. it's just very hard to figure out like did i mistime that or is that not possible like i actually have to go specifically for most examples into training just to test it because it's such tight timing yeah yeah um it's it's it i think the combo mechanics in this game feel very weird and i didn't think they felt great in four i had some problems with them but you could kind of get at like in street fighter 4 my experience was i didn't like the combo mechanics but you kind of got a sense of what the vibe was and in five i've five i've just never i've just sort of i just sort of assume like i'm gonna try this and it's probably not gonna work i hope it doesn't leave me unsafe yeah, the only ones I've been able to do consistently are the target combos, because some characters have them, uh, where it's just like a specific combo with a specific set of inputs and moves that are just for that combo. It's not like mm -hmm. you're mashing together jabs or medium kicks, it's literally just, no, if you do the sequence of buttons, it's like old school Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. style, they do a sequence of moves. So those I've been right. fine with, but like there were some combos I'm trying to figure out where... Um, like, specifically for Lucia, there's one combo where it's, uh, you do a low, you do a, a low jab, um, or you do a low light punch, and then you do a DP kick, and the way to do that, like, that's how you finish the combo, and the way to do it mm -hmm. is you press, uh, down forward, uh, when you're doing the jab, and then you press down forward again with the kick immediately to cancel into the dp because the game registers pressing down forward twice like as in diagonally uh as a dp mm -hmm. so it gets really weird uh and really like strict in a way that i'm not used to um 
like, like because because like at least the arc system works buffering that I'm I'm used to or like even you know uh, from French bread and, Mel- and uh, Melty Blood and Undernight it's just much much less strict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I do feel like the the combo mechanics of Street Fighter are are a thing that as a genre, frankly, I think we should have grown past by now. It, it, um, it feels, I just want, want to say, it feels like, you know how when we talked about Samurai Showdown, how the input felt really weird? But yeah. there we were almost kind of okay with it, because like individual moves in that game are so punishing and so damaging. Uh, right. But here it feels almost just as strict, but I also feel like I really need to do the combos to just maximize um, uh, the opportunities I get because it's so hard to get opportunities in this game because it is so difficult to open up the opponent. Yeah, I was playing a bunch of... So I I was playing yesterday with my friend Nick who basically got into fighting games with Street Fighter V and has since turned against the game. Um, But was like, hey, you want to play with me so I can you know get ready for this podcast? Refresh my memory. Um, And we... The input code in this game is so strange. You've got the like the down forward, down forward DP shortcut, but also there's a bunch of stuff where like it will just insist you're doing stuff like it has like so many shortcuts where sometimes if you hit like down forward and then a quarter circle, it is it does a it does a double quarter circle for you, and so you get a super when you didn't want one. Um, we had instances of, of there was one instance where we had a walk forward into a quarter circle and it read that as Zangief's super his like his like 720 it's like what so i just want to say i think it is absolutely ridiculous that uh, uh supers are input in this game by pressing two buttons of a type so it's like down forward down forward two punches or two kicks i mm-hmm. feel like this could have all been avoided like like random supers by just having it be three buttons because in a lot of cases I'm terrified to do an EX move because my character might just do a super instead and I'm like no I'm pressing two buttons I want an EX move if I want a super just let me press three buttons instead and you actually can get it with just one button you get a super with just one button how what that doesn't make any sense it's just how it is oh, God. I don't to tell you jeez like it's it's so ridiculous especially because. There is a shortcut for the gamepad to have three buttons at once, so you know, why have that? Like, I wasn't it in Street Fighter Four that it was three buttons for a super, or am I misremembering? Uh, well, it was supers and ultras. It was three buttons for ultras, but also supers were one button. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just feel like they should have done that because I, yeah, I'm, I, I get situations more often than not where, and I'm trying to keep clean inputs, and I realize this like game has a different input. Um, system than most fighters i play but it's still kind of ridiculous and it feels really bad when it happens yeah yeah it does um and then one other thing to note is that that this game does um a different style of chip than a lot of fighting games where uh most moves not supers supers can do normal chip and can kill with chip but other moves will only do gray health for chip and that chip will not kill you yeah. Yeah, so in a lot of cases you have this situation where if you think your super can't chip out, you might as well just do it if you expect them to block. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but moving on, this game at this point has a pretty huge roster of characters. Yeah, I, I, uh, I th- this definitely feels like a um, like a second inter- like this is what I expect from I don't know a second Arc System Works game. Like they release like here's the first game in the series, and now here's the second one, and this is the size of a roster I'd maybe expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's also an interesting mix. There's a surprising number, I found at least, of like new characters. There are characters returning from every iteration of Street Fighter, um, except for, I guess, one. I don't think there's any character that hasn't been in a game since one before. But you have characters from, you know, two and three and oh, alpha and I four. Bur- Birdie's from one. Is Birdie from one? Birdie's from one. I, I thought think. he was from, I thought he was from alpha. Oh, you're right. You're right. Well, of course, you know, Ken and Ryu are from one, but yeah. that's cheating. Yeah, but... Um, huh. I didn't know that about Birdie. Yeah, um, there's also I a don't... lot of uh, Fatal Fury... No, Final Fight characters, sorry. I yeah, wish there were Fatal there's... Fury characters. Cody and Lucia, and does Zeku ever come up in Final Fight, or is that, is that just, like, backstory stuff? I think that's backstory stuff. Uh, also, the... Um, henchmen like um, oh Abigail and Poison also Ab- yeah Abigail and Poison and Lucia is from Final Fight three. Mm-hmm. So so they're doing that thing where the original Final Fight was meant to be Street Fighter two and now they're just going full back into just merging the realms. Yeah. Um, speaking generally about the roster, I mean, I think there's a good character diversity here. But I also find a lot of, I don't know, I only sort of have a main in this game because nobody makes me happy. Wow, I'm sorry, that sounds really sad. <laughs> uh, I might end up, if I played a bunch more of this game, I might end up maining Ed um, because I was having fun with Ed and Ed seems to have some decent tools. But like, Every character I tried that I liked, I, I, would, I would be like, I like this character, but there are so many matchups where this character is just wildly unfun. Yeah, I've, um, so I'd say up until Akuma was released, I tried every character, um, so I was on, like, during my second try, uh, and I didn't like anybody, so I played Ryu the first time, um. Actually, how I how my my approach went was I went through all the characters and was like I'm just gonna play um, what's her name the Brazilian lady I keep forgetting her name oh Laura Laura yeah, yeah I played Laura and I did really well with Laura, um, and I didn't want to play her because I didn't understand why I was winning like I would win a match and be <laughs> like okay and then I'd lose a match and like what what did I do differently I don't understand so when I went to Ryu, um, and I lost far more but I had like. It was very clear to me, oh, I could have done this, or I could have done that. Like, I, I saw the opportunities I missed or misread, or whatever. Um, and now when I came back, I only really gave a surface-level glance uh, to the rest of the characters. Uh, mm-hmm. I tried the uh, Orb Lady, and I was just like, oh, this doesn't feel like I'll Man. be learning uh, Street Fighter. Um, and I fell with Lucia, because she seemed to have some basic tools and she has like a few good uh, costumes and color schemes which i also take into account when i pick characters but i mm-hmm. I, I think a big part for me is that a lot of these characters i just don't like their designs they they just seem mm. very boring 
like visually or like their combat designs? I think like visually and just like its, it's characters, they just don't click with me uh, in a lot of mm-hmm. cases. Um, and then I, I think gameplay wise, game plan wise, I actually really like the uh, Sholos in the game. I like I like Ryu and Ken. I think they're they're very basic tools. They're very um, good because it's clear cut what you're meant to do with them. Uh, mm-hmm. But then with a lot of other characters, I kind of try and figure out like what am I actually supposed to be doing here, and I feel like I struggle with that. And I was I think that's what kept putting me off of Street Fighter Five. Where like I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing with this because. Um, like, I don't know how to open up people with my tools. I don't know how to respond to people with my tools. Uh, which is why I ended up, like, playing Lucia, because for her, I kind of managed to figure out, oh, I know what these specific tools are for and what angles they cover, because she's some weird mix of, like, Johnny Cage and Ryu and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, to me, like, playing playing a little bit of Lucia, not a bunch, and you can you can since you have more experience you can respond to this for me but lucia almost felt like an snk character to me like kind of like kof style yeah in in the way her moves worked yeah that's the kind of like like when i played her um i was told by like the, the, the resident street fighter expert at my discord actalon i was told like oh yeah lucia is like one of the more complicated characters to learn to play and i'm like well i don't find her that complicated because like having angled fireballs and having you know uh moves you need to like the dash you need to cancel and just having these weird angles you cover i i kind of like that because th- th- then for me it's very clear to say like okay i know when i have to use this fireball height i know when i need to use uh this kick or like like because it's basically zone control or space control um mm-hmm. whereas for a lot of other characters um it's not really like like as much. I don't want to say it's not space control, but it's more like oh, here are like the distances or the timings you need to cover, or oh, you need to do this when you open up the character in a specific way or response to a specific way. Um, yeah, there there are definitely a, a lot of the the like the zoners in this game. Like there are ranges and situations in which like fireball is just the de- default answer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with Lucia, it definitely seems like more of a considered tool. Yeah, it definitely feels like playing her is an uphill battle. Um, she doesn't seem that strong, and um, but but I, I think the fact that I could actually understand what she's meant to do helped me a lot in understanding how to play the game. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like if I hadn't played her, I would probably have played Ryu again on this attempt and just you know probably came to the same conclusions. She's just like hmm. uh, she's just basically. The the fact that she's for me like Ryu but with a crowed fireball is basically more interesting to me than just playing Ryu. Like I find that more fun. Sure. Sure. Um so the character I as I say, I I may if I played more of this I might end up getting into Ed. I've been on an Ed kick, but generally I play G. Mm-hmm. Um and G, I think, feels really good except for against good zoners, and there are a lot of good zoners in this game. I almost feel like anyone with a projectile is a good zoner in this game. Almost, almost, almost. I mean, you know, there are there are characters where you can you can work it. Um, but so G is like, I think G's great. I understand. I feel like people who aren't into G 
like, who haven't gotten past the hump think G, G is really stupid. Um, I think G is great. Where are you on the G? Before I make my passionate defense, how do you feel about G? I mean, I think it's... So in terms of playing against him, I think it's fun. I, I kind of... I'm kind of not super into how ridiculous his comeback factor is, uh, but uh, other than that, it's just I'd rather play him than against I don't know Abigail or Guile for the umpteenth fucking time. Well, you also don't you, but you also think a lot of the characters aren't like cool or interesting. How do you oh, feel on that front? I I think G was cooler when he was Q. That, that's that's the main problem. If I didn't know Q existed, I'd be like, oh, G is really cool, but I I like Robot in a trench coat more than president in in a top hat i do really like q right um q is my favorite third strike character maybe my favorite street fighter character q's great um except for as far as like effectiveness q is a garbage tier character (laughs) um so i think g plays really well i think g's really fun i like the power up mechanic i like um i think his projectile is dog shit and i don't know why anyone likes it um but his other moves are all really interesting and i do really like the storytelling they've done with his animations being like graceful versions of q's moves Mm -hmm. um but the thing i really like is having played g's story mode makes q's existence hilarious because basically g is this like is this political YouTuber who films himself on street corners giving speeches about how we're all citizens of the universe um, and gets, like, ten views. Nobody gives a shit. And apparently the Illuminati saw this and were like, he would make a great super weapon, and that's funny as shit. I mean... <laughs> I I mean... I Considering some of the weird... Uh, you know, get rich offers I've been getting from my tiny streams. I I I'd be okay with the Illuminati approaching me, right? It's, I just think it's a really really funny like or they've there's been this whole mystery around Q and what's Q's deal and the answer is he was a nobody YouTuber that the Illuminati brainwashed. And that's so funny to me. I I I think in terms of like play style, um, from uh, so I've been playing mostly either with friend friends in friendly matches, or I've been playing ranked uh, ladder, uh, mm-hmm. and G is one of the characters where I'm actually like paying attention whether they have uh, their V trigger active or not, because mm-hmm. um, for a lot of characters it's kind of like yeah it, it's it's there it gives them a nice option but you're not like actually worried about it, but like him and Seth and. A few other characters, that's kind of like, oh yeah, now I have to be like really damn careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, G's, um, so G charges up, and he's got two stages of charge up, um, and it empowers up his his uh, his special moves, but if he gets knocked down, he loses a stage. And during his V-Trigger 1, aka the only one anyone uses, uh, he has, uh, like... For the duration, he has permanent level 2, and also he has um, his uh v skill one where he does like a little barrier that blocks projectiles he does the barrier and he turns it into a projectile himself and it's such a good move yep no it's it's, it's pretty good like he's a very explosive character from what i've seen mm-hmm. um so i think he's really fun i like his i like his moveset a lot um but yeah as i say against especially because i've only played net play 
Um, I think offline, I've never had a chance to play this game offline, and maybe this game would be okay offline. Maybe my opinions would change a lot. But so much of this game, like, G's, uh, like his V-Skill 1, where he does that, like, barrier to block a projectile, it's impossible to do online most of the time, because the fireballs are teleporting. Yep. Uh... You have you have enough time to know that the fireball has been thrown, but you certainly can't determine what strength it is to tell what speed it's moving, and so you can't time that shit, right? Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see that. Like, um... It feels like... Then they also slowed down some moves compared to, like, um, 4 in general to accommodate yes. netplay, but even then the netcode is not good enough to accommodate their, you know, changes that were meant mm -hmm. for netplay. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at these notes, and there's a there's a five versus four section that we're gonna get to shortly. So <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, but yeah, uh, in terms of character roster, I don't I think Street Fighter designs are very uh, boring in a lot of cases. I think the mm -hmm. uh, Street Fighter three and Alpha and like whatever's between two and four, I think those were pretty fun. Uh, yeah, in a lot of cases, I think four ended up including so many characters that. Even for me, like, I could pick multiples that I thought looked fun. Um, but in 5, it's just like... Like, first of all, I don't really like the art style. Like, I could look... Like, you could mm. put Ken in any costume, and I just cannot get over how much I dislike his face, or the Kumo, or how much he looks like a sunflower. Yeah, there's... So there is... Um, like, he looks like a lion. Come on, be fair. Um, so, the thing... What... Hmm... I think I like a lot of the ways they've reimagined some of the characters for this. Like, they've got, like, Mayor Koei, Cody, mm -hmm. for instance, or some of the new characters have interesting art design. But this is the game that, like, I, I am not in game development, right? And I have always been aware of the idea that some stuff is contracted out, right? Some yeah. stuff's outsourced. And nothing has made it, the reality of that, more, like, crushingly obvious in Street Fighter V where you can tell the different people worked on Alex than worked on Yurian. Yeah. No, definitely, like, like some characters just, I don't think, look good. Like, I, I don't like their design, and it's like, I, it doesn't, like, I cannot find a costume that will make them look good to me, even, like, mm -hmm. if I try. And then uh, other characters, I think, look fine. Um, mm -hmm. But also, like, in the base level, just not... You know, super interesting. Like, like okay, like like I have like you have like E Honda who is a classic, and I'm kind of like okay, it's 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 a sumo dude. I've I've seen that a million times, and I know it's a legacy thing, but I would prefer if he was more updated, like you know how Cody was. Right, right. Yeah, the instances where they just didn't do much is is certainly a bummer. Um. And I don't know. the The other thing is, as you mentioned, just even when with even when the characters look good, like I do think they did a really good job on Yurian. I, I you may not like the like the uh, direction, but I think Akuma is well rendered. Um. um yeah. Um. But there's sometimes like stuff where they try to reimagine a character to make them stand out, like 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 w with Ken, like oh, we want him mm -hmm. to stand out from Ryu, and it's like. Well, banana hair, do 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 do. Yeah, banana hair. <laughs> yeah, and like I think Ryu is fine. I think like Ryu 
looks perfectly fine, and I think he's one of those iconic designs that's simple for a reason, and that's the one I would never touch. And I understand mm-hmm. that they didn't want, you know, Ken to just be, you know, Ryu and but American. Um, but then there's also some characters like, is it Zeku the ninja dude? Yes. If so, if you were to ask me right now, like to name something about him that I remember, like as like a defining feature of him, I'd be like, does he have maybe a ponytail and gray hair? I'm not entirely sure. Well, he can switch. He's got he's got he's got a young Zeku mode. Okay. Where he gets he gets a different color of hair. Um, I always think of it as being red because the person I play uses a special costume. Okay. It's red, but I think but, it's not actually red. But but that's the thing. Like I don't know. Like like I couldn't like describe uh, him to you from memory. I could just be like, uh, he's the like generic looking ninja dude, or like uh, Ed. Uh, uh, I'd be like, oh, he's he's the guy that looks like he's Swedish, which is a shame because he looks like really fun, and I actually really like his win quotes, um, mm-hmm. uh, and how he plays. But uh, like, there's just like a lot of these characters that just feel. Oh, I, I like from memory. I don't remember anything defining of them. Like, there's nothing that like hmm. sticks with me. Hmm. And then even like, I mean, I, I think uh, for a lot of characters, I, I come across, I feel more positively about the way they stand out than you do. Maybe it's because I spent more time with the game overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, like, they're they they seem to have taken some of the ideas from Street Fighter 4 that people were kind of iffy on and really taken them even further like remember how people had like when Street Fighter 4 first came out and people were like why are Chun-Li's hands as big as her face mhm um and they really just kept going with that there are a lot of characters where the proportions are really weird and they also like did the next gen version of that where like if you look at any of the skins where Ryu's chest is showing it looks like a canyon on his chest it's just like what is wrong with your body my guy <laughs> I, I think i think the argument for like the exaggerated uh, like limbs and hands and feet is to make it easier to read uh the moves which, mm-hmm. to an extent, is true, but I'd argue that in a lot of cases, um, like, this game has the light, medium, and heavy system for attacks. Sometimes it's very difficult for me to actually tell apart mediums and heavies. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, like, like they have this, like, visual design of the models uh, that's meant to telegraph, like, so you know, like, okay, like, it's very clear where they're attacking, how far it's reaching. But then the animation... Um, like, for the life of me, I cannot visually tell what is safe and what is not. The only way for me to learn whether a move is safe or not is literally either look it up or trial and error. Um, because I'll get, 100%. Hit, I'll get hit by something, and I'll be like, oh man, that was like a really heavy move. Look at that, like, you know, hit stop, that like, 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 oomph on the sound effect. And you're like, oh yeah, I can punish that. That was like, probably unsafe. And like, nope, they can block instantly. And like, what? Mm-hmm. And then they do some other move, which looks like a generic thing, and I'm told, you know, in my stream chat, oh, by the way, that's punishable. I'm like, what? That looks like a jab. Yep. No, it doesn't It doesn't really make sense. Um, and before we move on for characters, I want to have a special moment for Seth. Uh, because I played a lot of Street Fighter 4. I played a lot of Street Fighter 4. Hundreds and hundreds of hours. And I was a Seth main, and I love Seth. Um, 
And it would have been so easy for them to make Seth work in this game, and they just didn't. Seth is really neat. I like... So there, there's the good and the bad, right? The good is they made Seth an NB, and I think that's cool. The bad is they've made it because Seth is crazy now, and it's like, oh, look, this doesn't understand what gender they are. Like, okay, well, that fucking sucks. No, I just, um, I, I, I just thought Seth was... I didn't watch the story. I just assumed Seth was badass enough that they can pick whatever gender they want. Yeah, that seemed like that was from the trailer, but no, it's it's oh no, that there was a data corruption when they downloaded to their brain, and now they're crazy. Oh, okay. Um, and then their move list, it, okay, so it's 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 very different from Street Fighter Four. It is not the same character basically at all, except for like in concept, I guess. Um. Not really a move thief anymore, which is what it used to be, except for V skill one is like you suck them in and you take a move from them, right? Oh, yeah, the. Now. It's like you get the letter from Johnny type of deal. Now, imagine Super Smash Brothers Kirby, right? Okay. Imagine if Kirby could suck you in and hit down and absorb your power and then use it once and it was gone. I'd say it wouldn't be worth the effort. It super isn't worth the effort, and it's also not even, like, not even particularly because it's the Street Fighter V and their weird combo system, it's not even particularly viable to combo into that shit. It just sucks. It destroys the whole character. Hey, sucks. Uh, so, uh, in conclusion with Street Fighter V Season 5, please... Please make you able to keep that move you've stolen for the rest of the round, and then Seth will work as a character. That's all it will take. I mean, yeah, I'm just like, it's kind of weird to me that it doesn't work like that. I, I guess the thing is, they probably don't want it to be, like, a one-and-done. Like, they don't want you to just, like, use that move once and then never do it again. But, you know, the solution to that is just make the move good in general and then have it also have the added benefit of the first use or something. Well, and, like, yeah, I don't know, they're... Hmm. There might be something you could do as far as, like, because it is a two-part move, right? Like, you do, like, a, the suck-in that he had from 4, where he does, like, little, like, tornado effect on his stomach and pulls them towards him. Um, And I could see them incorporating that somehow as part of his general move set. I mean, but, you, like, you could do a bunch of know. stuff. You could have it, like, steal the move initially, and then if you already have the move, uh, steal a bit of, like, either regular meter or V-meter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, like his his special move is like he does like a, a like a Dio from the JoJo's fighting game, like lunge forward with like you know basically he's it's it's a it's an elaboration on his like Street Fighter Four um, Kyakuretsu Kyaku, where he just sort of stands there and you get hit by kicks even though you don't see him move. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does that with punches, sort of like looks like Dio doing the, like the flurry of punches from the fighting game. It looks cool as hell. He's got a DP that's a shout-out to, to Darkstalkers. Uh, he's oh, yeah, generally, I, I think, generally, I think he's cool. It's just that his kit just doesn't come together. Get come together. It fundamentally just lacks a game plan in a way that's very frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, and, and in case you're wondering, yes, uh, Seth does still use he, him. So. Okay. I mean... I I just go like I I'm just always disappointed when somebody uses the old skin. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But well, that, if you use the old skin, you're a goddamn coward. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. <laughs> I think I actually said that looks, on my stream if people use the old skin, they're a coward. Looks so good now. Looks so good now. Um, And then I guess I'll, in, in honor of my friend Nick, who I played a bunch with yesterday and have played most of this, most of my time with this game has been spent playing with Nick. Um, Kage uh, is actually really fun to play. Kage is... Uh, Ryu has has uh, excised the Satsui no Hado and it has taken on its own form. Um, really fun move set. Also, just kind of fundamentally busted and also looks like complete garbage. Yeah, I, I, I. The only reason I play Kage is because uh, he has an Asura skin from Asura's Wrath. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kage. Um, his Hadoken is like attached to his fist, so he does like a punch Hadoken. And that's a cool idea, because he can also do the shotgun nets to throw it, but it's a shitty move. I think um, that's Dan's Hadoken, basically. No, it doesn't even leave his hand. Ah, uh, okay. So worse than Dan. Um, yeah, worse than Dan. Uh, if you do the EX, it'll do a crumple, but it's just a bad move. Um, but he's got a lot of cool moves, but he himself looks like, uh, what if Evil Ryu was running from the cops and tripped and fell through a Halloween city? Yeah. He's just like, he's got a random set of horns. He's got like dumb, like vampire fangs. He looks like complete trash. <laughs> yeah, no, he he definitely looks like um, somebody took the shortcut. Um, and they were like, oh, well, we have Ryu. Can we make Evil Ryu? No, well, we made Kage. And they just took the Ryu model because they were short in time. Mm-hmm. And it's as I say, it's a bummer because his moveset is actually pretty cool. Um, But moving on from characters, uh, so you've mentioned a couple of times you really don't like the way this game looks right yep um i think like i have some i definitely have some problems with the way sometimes it can look like chiseled play-doh um but i do like sort of like the the um sort of like the flowing like like liquid effects they do on a lot of attacks i think those look solid no, and those some are of really like good. the those i like and like the like electricity and the various like special effects, like the fire, I think those look pretty good. I think I I think that the the now that you mentioned those painted things. I I think if this game looked more like it was painted, like it was like Samurai Showdown mm-hmm. style painted, uh, mm-hmm. I'd be all over it. But here it's more like you have the painted effect, which is you know traditional martial arts, uh, you know like uh, drawing, writing, and whatnot. Um, but then, like, the actual characters don't look like they're drawn. They look, like you said, like Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. For some characters, it works better than for others, for me. But regardless, it works best when they're wearing a lot of clothing. Because when you see their bodies, they look creepy. <laughs> um, and then, um, I guess... We mentioned it in passing, but just like the the way this game is set up through like the like the the fight money stuff and like the in game like events where you'll log in, it'll be like, hey, there we're doing this ongoing challenge where if you do five ex moves, we'll give you some experience and oh, this 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 new limited costume. But as you mentioned, if you if you only if you only just now learned about it, you already can't get it. So why are we even telling you? And this is a bunch of yeah. weird stuff around that. 
yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know why they do it like that. I like, well, I know why they do it like that. They do it like that because they want people to be logging in daily. But also, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like if you're like, there's ways to limit people from coming in late or something like that. Like, or even if they come come in late and just farm it all in the last possible moment. Um, well, it, it's basically using like live service stuff that comes from mobile um, and free-to-play stuff, and it comes also from games that people are far more involved in. Like, you can mm-hmm. see a lot of these things in uh, RPG-style online games. Like, this is stuff you expect, you know, from your Destinies, from your Final Fantasy XIVs, from all that stuff. Like, people log in, sure. they're very invested, stuff like that. I, I, I think for people who play fighting games, a lot of them want to jump in and fight. <laughs> Like they, they, yeah. they, they don't really want to go like, oh, I have to make sure to log in and do my fights for my daily rewards so I can unlock the progress towards that thing. It's like, do do you fighting game? Like I would love to see their stats because maybe I'm wrong and fighting game players do play the game like that, but it just seems like trying to uh, make engagement that isn't really fully compatible with the genre. It's almost like, the, I, I like to see their stats, and I'd love to see Mortal Kombat 11 stats, because Mortal Kombat 11 also has that thing where they expect you to play every day for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can appreciate them thinking, like, well, we can take this fighting game genre and, like, does like spin it into... Because, as you say, I think there are two things going on here, which is, one, people who play fighting games are like, get your shit out of the way, I just want to go fight. And then also, I feel like people are, they want to play and they they don't, right? Like, I, I don't know anyone who wants to fight every single day, right? There are days when you're like, nah, man, I don't want to log on to Netplay and just fight some idiot with, with, with lag. That just doesn't sound like a good time today, right? Yeah. Um... And so that you're not going to get people who are logging in every day just because of, of one, the factor of they don't care about your your top-level stuff, and two, fighting games are more of an on-again, off-again thing. You're not always playing them. Um, and I can appreciate the design goal, the ambitious design goal of being like, we're going to make a fighting game that people want to check in with every day. But the thing is, they built the systems. They didn't build the game to do that. I, I, I think uh, I almost feel like if fighting games were to do uh, like a live service thing it would it should be closer to how uh arcade game progression goes with fighting games um because if you look at like uh the arcade version of Tekken where you have like you have your card and you scan it and it saves your progress and that's how you unlock costumes and that's how you edit your character and your nameplate and stuff like that i think if that was the main way to do progression, like if that's how they incentivize you to keep logging in and playing, like, oh, the more you play, the more you unlock, and, you know, we have this, I don't know, this week, you know, if you win these matches, we'll just, like, uh, uh, give you, like, like extra unlocks, extra titles. But I don't think a lot of people, like, I don't want to fight with, like, freaking the CPU in a fighting game. I can't remember the last time. I felt the need mm-hmm. to fight a uh, CPU in a fighting game, and the last time it felt satisfying. Um, I mean, I feel like it would be really. If, I mean, this maybe this is maybe too much me hopping on a bag bandwagon, but why don't you just do the like battle royale fight for, like battle pass, where there's the free version, and then you pay for the nicer version, and you can buy levels, 
and it gets you a bunch of cosmetics. And I personally, this is my personal take. I don't really like battle passes personally, um, because a lot I of them. I, 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 I. So the reason I don't like them is because I'll, the way a lot of them are balanced. I like the fundamental idea, but a lot of them are balanced uh, in a way where uh, it is genuinely impossible to play more than one game or two games with a battle pass. Um, because I remember. Oh, sure. Because like. I see what you mean. Because like you have to play it like daily. Like I remember, I played like a few games with battle passes, and I'd be like, "Okay, so I have to play this game, um, like every day for two, one to two hours, to be able to get everything out of the battle pass by the end of the season." And then people go like, "Oh, it's just one hour." Like, like they go, "Why are you complaining?" It's like, "Yeah, it's it's one hour a day out of my twenty four or hour of life. I have other things I want to do, and I'm always in the mood to play it." Um. And then when you, I mean, I yeah, go ahead. I think this is a psychological thing, and I get it. But like, I mean, I have I play a bunch of Apex Legends, which has a battle packs battle pass, and it's like I am trying to get everything in that battle pass. But like, if I were to play Fortnite, it'd be it, the battle pass would be like a fun bonus. I certainly wouldn't be trying to get everything. I think you just need to get over the psychological idea that you need to get everything because it's just you're just getting more skins and more UI elements. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. I it's just like um, I I just don't I I don't personally like the idea of I don't personally like the idea of games trying to um, make themselves your main game. Uh, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, sure. And I the reason why I love games do that is because the best way to measure how well your game is doing is. Like daily active users, uh, uh, peak users, monthly, weekly active users, because these are all stats that are actionable. Like you can say, um, oh, we have a dip in this many people playing, so we mm-hmm. need to incentivize people playing more regularly so the numbers are higher. Because mm-hmm. so, so, so it becomes this weird thing where you get the uh, you have this in- the indicator, which everybody agrees is a good indicator. But you're trying to maximize that indicator, um, so you'll do things that aren't necessarily making people enjoy themselves more, but you know will actually maximize login time. That's why we have these daily login things, because if I just need to spend like two minutes per day jumping in the game to just get a thing and then log back, that's low effort for me, and then my numbers as a game developer look good because I say, look how many people jumped in today. Um uh-huh. Uh, so, so that's also like one of the reasons why live service games kind of do these things, um, and battle pass is just another thing of that, just like an evolution of that. And I think it's more rewarding for players because they get more stuff that way. And if you have one game with a battle pass and you really like that game, it's a net game for you. Um, yeah. But if I were to play like multiple games, I'd be like, well, I can only really pick one because I don't have the time to play multiple of these games to get my money's worth out of Battle Pass. So sure. and then we're getting into the situation of, okay, do I buy you know a hypothetical Street Fighter V Battle Pass or do I buy an MTG Arena Battle Pass? And then all of a sudden, Street Fighter is competing, competing with Magic the Gathering, which makes absolutely no sense because they shouldn't be competitors, but all of a sudden they are because they're getting the same luck, like, like going in on the same target, which is my time. Sure, sure. So that's kind of my round of my logic towards all of this. But 
to, to go back to this, yeah, this is basically trying to be set up as a live service game, and a lot of things are there, I think, in their attempt to like maximize people jumping into the game. But I also mm-hmm. get the feeling that a lot of the methods they're using, uh, and I don't say this like in a derogatory term, like oh, it's like mobile tactics because mobile tactics are bad. I mean more in the sense of, uh, I feel like the way a fighting game is played is not the same play the same way as the games they referenced for this service stuff that they did. Sure. And I, sure. And I think what they should have done uh, is, let's look at how people play fighting games. Like, like we have the arcades in Japan. We know how people play fighting games there. Let's look at that and see how we can put the layer on top of that that'll incentivize people to play every day rather than doing, you know, what we know is tried and true for you know, a mobile RPG or an MMO or an FPS or something else that has, you know, a very long session length. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that, that ties into this games as a service thing, and it's just it's just a, a very interesting... Capcom pushing boundaries here um, was the whole ad fiasco. Are you Have you... Do you remember this whole thing very well? I remember it existing, but I don't remember the details of it. So basically, um, and this is still there, you can still see the remnants of this in the game. Um, they added a special variant of the default costume to every character called Ad Style, where there were pre-designated spots where you could place advertisements on the character's body. Um, and then they were going to have ads uh, in the loading screen and also ads on some of the stages. Um so this is a bad example of what I mentioned where they should figure out how people play fighting games and then add something on top of that uh, because mm-hmm. uh, this is the part of I don't really want this in a full retail product. If this was a free game, I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's go with like, I, I expect ads uh, in a free game or in like a very low barrier to entry game that doesn't have DLC or otherwise. But doing um Doing a like a premium product that has DLC and then doing ads on top of that is a bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It just gives yep. a very poor look. And you can still see like they never, I don't think they ever actually got um, advertisers for it because the they they ended up deciding that this was a bad idea so quickly. Um, they were still trying to sign those contracts when everything turned against them. Um, but ad style still in the game. Um, and for a while after, in the run-up to Championship Edition, or Champion Edition, and for a while after it came out, you would get loading splash screens telling you to buy Champion Edition, even if you already had, and were literally playing it. Nice. I, I, I think, so, I, it's, it's very hard to know where, like, where this came from. Like, it could have been just, like, a suggestion from somebody on their team. It could have been, you know, project leads. It could have been Capcom management. Or whatever, because mm-hmm. the game wasn't earning them enough money, and they were like, "Okay, what can we do uh, to get like the target figures we want, like money wise?" And like they went like, "Oh, let's do ad stuff or whatever." So I don't mm-hmm. know where this came from, but I think it's um, like a very um, uh, not like how we call it. Uh, it was very like uninformed decision. Like I think it's like very they're very unaware of like the per- perception this uh, brought onto them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so all that said, 
Um, we've, we've talked about the netcode being bad. Uh, we mentioned the tutorials were bad at launch. They added more stuff, but the tutorials never really got good. Um, they're still, still pretty bad and weird. Um, where like, there are, there are a lot of tutorials where they're non-interactive. They just play a video. And that's really strange choice. Um, the input code's rough. I don't know. Um, and for me, a lot of this comes down to the fact that, um, so I mentioned my friend Nick, who got into fighting games with Street Fighter V, right? Mm -hmm. And we would play, and, uh, there came a day where we were getting, we were logging on, and we were, we had played Street Fighter V fairly recently, and we were like, we want to play fighting games, but we just don't want to play Street Fighter V. Um... And Nick hasn't has kind of bumped off of anime fighters, just hasn't gotten the feel for him. And Nick was like, "Hey, why don't we play Street Fighter 4? And ever since then, we've been similarly regularly playing uh, Ultra Street Fighter 4, including like within the last week, and playing them so close in proximity. Street Fighter 4 is so much a better game that it's kind of strange to me yeah i hmm. i wonder like i i'm not as like in that familiar with street fighter 4 um I, I did play it but not that much um i wonder how i would react trying to get into it versus trying to get into street fighter 5 i uh, wonder i feel like i feel like street fighter 4 like, I, I don't like the focus attack system that much. I do think the V system and stuff is a lot more interesting. But I think the combos, you can, like, you get a sense that I do, again, I think they're kind of strange in the way that Street Fighter combos are strange. But, like, you get a sense for them, and then they're fine. The net code is way better. The input code is better. The characters have, like, clearer, like, game plans and objectives. Yeah. I, th I don't know. I don't know, like I, I wonder. I would, I, I've said, I said this about a lot of things. I would really like to see the design process behind Street Fighter Five, like mm -hmm. what they were, what they were targeting. Like, was it tournament play they were targeting? Was it esports? I feel like they were trying to target esports, um, mm -hmm. and I think, like, based on like how, um, you know, Five is presented, and I think a lot of the design, uh decisions they've made uh were to make it more watchable um and to make it like quote unquote easier to get into because i'm i'm just gonna go into the assumption here you can correct me like is, is street fighter 4 hard to play like on a medium level than 5 uh no i would say it's easier it's easier to play street fighter 4 yes hmm. i don't know like like what their design goals were um like i'd be very curious about that Because like with with this, like like with Street Fighter Five, I'm not like like the Street Fighter is basically on the top of, you know, the reputation. Like like it's it's the fighting game that's usually the best performing in the Evo in terms of like like people in terms of um, uh, reputation and stuff like that. Um, but I just like, kind of wonder like did they want to go more esports? Did they want to uh, streamline some things? Did they want to make it more? Uh, technical were they not happy with some stuff in Street Fighter Five and they wanted to build up on that? Like I, I do wonder what what their expectations were of Street Fighter Five. 
um, during development and what their expectations are of Street Fighter Five now, uh, especially after they've done uh, after Capcom has earned a ton of money from stuff like I don't know Monster Hunter and DMC and the new Resident Evils. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that the with the V systems, part of the idea was to make a game where, on sort of a more fundamental mechanical level, characters felt different. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I can't really say. If they were trying to lean into esports, I think it it backfired pretty hard because um, Street Fighter Four was you know like the main stage game at Evo for years. Uh, even well after its prime. Um, and then Street Fighter V was main stage for a while. Uh, last year in 2019, it was not like, it wasn't the final, you know, the capper to the show anymore. It was still on the main stage. But it was, but uh, Fighters was now the, like, the last game, the big hype game. Um, and then this year, the plan was that Street Fighter V wouldn't even show up. And now that's definitely the plan because of EVO Online. Mm hmm. And uh, and then even there was a recent tournament um, last week. Uh, there was the Capcom like Pro Tour had an online event where several like the favorite to win the tournament as well as one other player quit the tournament and said they would not compete in the game anymore because they were so infuriated with how bad the netcode was. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I I think. It's, it's almost not really a. I don't think it's necessarily something Capcom could have prepared for. Like obviously, if they had better netcode, they would prepare for yeah. this. That that's kind of like the, the obvious takeaway here. So like get better netcode. But like if you asked anybody three years ago, hey, our real life tournaments that are held in person across the globe. They're like this super glamorous event. Will. Uh, actually, like, get damaged actively, like, directly by having bad netcode. Like, w- would you believe that? Because nobody predicted the global pandemic, right? Well, but I do believe that it's been the case for a while now that, I mean, you have people, like, you have the old guard, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have Justin Wong, you have Alex Valle, these guys who still show up to tournament. But a lot of some of the newer names, you've got Apology Man, you've got uh, Cloud805, you've got these people who are, or like, um, but you get like, even in Street Fighter V, you've got like Punk, right? Like, these are characters who grew up on netplay. That's what got them into competitive fighting games. You have these online warriors who get confident and then show up to tournaments. And even like the ones that are really good become stars and the ones that aren't become the foundation right like there's i i follow a lot of fighting game people on twitter and a lot of them uh in the last couple of days were retweeting uh like like god with with locals disbanded i have a renewed appreciation for those online warriors who show up and cheerfully go oh two god bless them (laughs) um because net net play feeds the community so so i absolutely get that but uh, it is like uh, okay, so 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 here here I gotta give you like like what I assume is corporate speak, where it's like, will the netcode work for most people playing? Most people being people who live in like close proximity, who live in like the states, who live in Europe, who live in Japan. Like they don't come with the expectation that people will play, you know, 
Japan, Europe that often because like they'll be like, oh, that's already techno technological. Like technology doesn't allow it, even if it maybe would. Um, so so you're, it's kind of like a two step process where they're like, oh, it's gonna be good enough to have a community that's gonna go to a tournament, but uh, like this is like a direct consequence where it's like there's a global pandemic. We uh, need to have our real life tournament online now. And all of a sudden, that's not something we actually ever actively expected. Um, so now that we're actually being damaged by people stepping down during the tournament, like it's an active consequence of it. Yeah, I mean, I I appreciate that this is not a thing they necessarily they could they couldn't have anticipated, but they also, I mean, like there is there is a reckless disregard for the maintenance of this game. Yeah, no, no, I I think the netcode is not good, and I think it's like there's the competitors are doing. Uh, much better uh, with their like even the, like games with some games with delay based netcode. I've had a more pleasant experience in some matches in Street Fighter, um, mm-hmm. and and like I mean even even just like beyond like I don't even even beyond the idea that netcode isn't good. They've had so many opportunities. This game has been out for years now, and they've been developing for it. They just haven't addressed the problem. No, uh, and I do wonder how how much of that is like them. Maybe I mean when we say they haven't addressed it, we I like to say that we think of like Capcom in general and not really like the individual devs because I sure could, of course I, I, I could imagine that it's just like them being like oh this isn't this is more brand recognition than actually actively earning us money. So here's the budget and um, somebody going oh well technically. If we make a DLC character, that's gonna earn more money because we're selling the DLC character. We're not we're not selling the netcode, even though the byproduct of a good netcode is more people playing or more money. But again, that's a two step process versus a one step process, which is easier to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you, you don't have like you know, I I know there are, there are exceptions to every rule, right? But you don't have people like on the ground floor building a game like Street Fighter who don't love the game and are working their asses off that's not how this industry works i have i i have problems with the game i have nothing but respect for the team yeah um but yeah i hope um i i hope this is like a wake up call into like what they need to invest in the future and how mm-hmm. how to invest if if there is a future i mean if there is a future, that's dramatic. There probably is a future for Street Fighter, but I don't know what kind of future it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think it might be a while before we get Street Fighter Six. It might be another like Street Fighter Four esque revival. Um, we are at least going to get one more season. We're going to get five more characters. Uh, who who are you looking to see here, Mio? I mean, Scalomania went uh, fighting Ex Slayer, so that's mm-hmm. down for the count. Um, well, I mean, they could make the deal, right? They they might be able to. They might be able to. To no, they gave they gave Skullamania to to fucking like SNK to, to the yeah to SNK heroines, and that was like they knew that game was going to be bad. That was just a pure fuck you to Capcom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love Skullamania because Skullamania is great. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, this is going to be super far fetched. I would like a guest character. Like, mm. like an actual guest character uh, from within Capcom. Like, I don't want a guest yeah. character. I don't want, like, an SNK or a Tekken character or whatever. I would really like them to just take a non-Final Fight character from their repertoire and just put them in. Like, I think that would be rad. Like, 
someone from Darkstalkers or from uh, Project Justice or, uh, I don't know, even, like, you can bring somebody from Red Earth for all I care. I would be really happy to see some of the characters from Project Justice. That would be really cool to me. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I would be really happy to see from Street Fighter returning characters like uh, Makoto would be would be a welcome addition yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah, that would be a good character. Um, and I'm the only person in the world who... <laughs> mm, okay, I, as, as I say, I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter 4, and you always have to say this thing with Street Fighter, because this is what Street Fighter is. This character's super racist, but Hakan's really fun. Yeah, Hakan's pretty fun. Uh, I, I was I, I liked watching Hakan matches because Hakan was something like garbage tier for a while, and then some people just made him work. Um, I, yeah, I, they they made they kept buffing his oiled up stuff until he was uh, like like he wasn't like good, but he was good enough that the fact that no one had any matchup knowledge meant he could sometimes just clown on people. Yeah, uh, I think from the only like returning actual Street Fighter character I'd like playable is Dan, but nobody's gonna like buy Dan, and they're never gonna sell Dan. Mm. Like 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 yeah. who, who would pay money for a joke character? It's ridiculous. Yep, I would. Yep. I mean, I would, but most people won't. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so Dan's like out of that, uh, which is which is like a shame because I, I like Dan as a Joe character more than what's it called Fang, Fang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fong, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't know. I mean, they're they're not going to fix the net code, right? It's way too late in the game for that. I mean, they have role, but so, so so the main thing when people say like it's too late to to fix the netcode, it's usually, oh, you can't just add rollback to a thing. So they mm-hmm. they they have rollback. They just have their own proprietary uh, rollback instead of using GPO uh, rollback. So they probably can't put. This is my estimate. I'm not a programmer, so I don't know. Um, but uh, I assume they can't just put GPO in there um, because that would be too much work. Uh, I mean, they could, it would just be, take a long time. Uh, but they could probably do improvements to their own netcode, possibly by seeing how GGPO works and like seeing where they can optimize their stuff. Uh, so I don't think it's huh. too late. But then saying that it's like one more season uh, sounds like the game is now in overtime, like they want to wrap it up, but now they're kind of like, oh, we can do one more season. Um, mm-hmm. So they're doing it. Um, how this sounds to me is... So this is done by Dips, right? This is like, um, yeah, yeah, National Studio. They're probably either like wrapping up Street Fighter uh, and putting it into like maintenance mode after this, or they're set- setting up for another project. And usually, when you're stopping starting a new project, you can't really have your full team on the new project. Like you kind of scale it up. Like you start with small, and then you add more people as the project advances. Uh, so it could be that they had enough people left over. That they decided, oh, we can actually do one more season at this capacity while the other team is starting on a new project, and then we're gonna move the rest of the team to that project. Like that's just like at least from like my knowledge of project management is how you can. Well, and here's here's a thing that I'm I'm curious about because this is this is a theory that I've had, but I don't work in game dev, right? Hmm. One of the things that I wonder is with a bunch of people working from home because of COVID. If it's easier to develop new content for stuff you already have than to try and build a new project, um, it really depends on the stuff you're developing. Like, um, 
like if they're developing characters, um, like like the art assets might be easier. Um, implementation might be longer. It really depends on the team. Um, okay. Uh, usually, the thing that suffers the most from remote work is stuff that has a lot of iteration involved. Uh, because mm-hmm. when there's a lot of iteration, uh, where it's implementing new things or testing new things, it's much easier to just talk to the people uh, and organize that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, if you're something like in like an early phase of a project, uh, that involves a lot of meetings, a lot of, lot of syncing up to you know estimate the scope and all of that. Uh, so that's much easier to do in person. So it could also be, yeah, they're working from home, and it's much easier for them to do another season of this um, than start like drafting um, the next project, which is like Street Fighter Six or something else. Uh, so it could also be mm-hmm. that. Um, but in terms of individual people working on stuff like you know the the meshes or something like that, you usually just like even when you're like programming like, I don't know, new moves or whatever, or making the effects for new moves. A lot of that is just like, yeah, I'm going to work on this for a while, and I'm only going to stop to get clarification on, hey, how's your dish look? How's the progress on this? And you just give people status reports. But the thing that suffers the most from remote work is like, do I need to talk to you in person, and do I need to do it often? And that's much easier to do when I can just walk up to you and talk about it or get a lot of people in the room than, sure. um, you know... Like doing it online, doing voice call, ending it, doing something, going back after half an hour, doing it again. So that's the part that suffers the most. Mm. That makes sense. But also, I mean, like the way, at least for Street Fighter Five, uh, the way they've been developing these characters, or my understanding of the process, is that they've been contracting out a lot of the stuff to like different, like outside contractors. And so that part probably hasn't changed one iota for them. Probably not, no, because a lot of those contractors... Um, like you have like big contractor studios, which just like mm-hmm. like this is a studio with the sole focus of just making assets for others. Uh, but you also have individual contractors, uh, which can is sometimes easier for like art assets. Like you commission like a three D modeler who just you know it's a freelancer for hire or like a VFX artist mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so that probably doesn't change uh, that much because with them you already are talking online you're already like syncing up with the emails and voice calls and meetings online so mm-hmm. that's pretty much the same but enough of enough of my theorizing about game dev when i don't work in game dev and <laughs> don't really know what the hell i'm talking about i mean the info is there you can ask me you can check online it's it's easy to like learn these things so i wouldn't worry <laughs> okay okay uh, but I think that's it for, for us here on, on Street Fighter V. Um, I guess at the end of the day, my feeling is that Street Fighter V has a lot of cool ideas, but I don't think it comes together even now. I don't, I, I think I'm going to play it a bit more, uh, but that's because I'm weird and I usually play games even if I don't like them. Not because I'm kind of like, oh, I, I, I want to, I want to have a bad time or something like that. It's more, I like to understand why I don't like them. So there's still some things about Street Fighter V that I'm not like fully getting, like um, like in terms of opening up opponents, in terms of inputs and stuff like that. Um, so I'm probably gonna spend some more time with it, like probably until I stay in like silver, high silver rank or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, 
that's more just curiosity. I don't think it's a game I would stick with. I think the pacing is not what I like. I don't think the inputs are what I like. Um, but I think when you're playing it a very specific way and things align, I can have fun with it. But it's also like that's a lot of effort for me to put in to have a return of some fun where I can just, you know, fire up Grand Blue or Blaze Blue or um, Under Night or whatever and have fun immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could imagine playing some more of it if I had the opportunity to play it offline, but online. I, I, I guess I'll probably try out the five new characters because I just I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, but otherwise not really. It, it, it kind of feels like it has the opposite uh, curve uh, for me than Tekken, because Tekken is like a lot of fun on the low level for me. And then you get to the mid to high mid level of play, and then you're kind of like, you just realize you don't know anything, and you get this brick wall, and then you're stuck there for a very long time, and then you move forward. Whereas here, I feel like that wall, wall is very immediate. Like, I feel... I, at the start, I have a bad time, and, t- and until I learn how not to have a bad time, I'm not going to start having a good time. Hmm. But that's, that's, that's like my experience with it. Not, it's not uh, representative of a objective fighting game design experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but I think that takes us to the end of the show. Um... Mia Drog, where can people find you and your work on the internet? Um, you can find me on twitter.com slash mdkii. That's mdk Roman numerals 2. And I'm also on twitch.tv slash realsovietbear where I play video games. And I also stream. I've, I've been streaming about Street Fighter uh, every now and then. So I'll probably do more fighting games. Hmm. Okay. Cool. And where can people find you, Six? Well, I am at SixDetmar on Twitter, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, um, and my work is at ScanlineMedia.com and Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. I do a lot of podcasts, I write some articles, I very rarely stream, and I keep busy. Okay, and, uh, um, before we go, uh, we, did, we were a bit uh, late on some episodes, but uh, we kind of have a plan for the next few months, so it will hopefully be back on a regular schedule. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's just to let you know, uh, we're not apologizing. Yeah. Life has been a lot, and, you know, this is just how shit goes sometimes. Yeah, but this is something we still enjoy doing and want to continue doing. It's just sometimes there are other things in the way. You know what, Midrag, I'm going to say that in a less, less uh, professional way. Oh. I missed you. Oh, I miss you too. Anyway, goodbye, folks. Peace.